This is the Date Night Podcast with Amber and Kurt. Welcome back to the Date Night Podcast. I'm Kurt. I'm Amber. How are you, Amber? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm hot and sweaty. <laughs> um, we went for a bike ride today and went a long way, and it's it's, it's warm up July outside. in Iowa. It's July in Iowa. Yes. Which is hot and humid. Hot and humid. It's pretty hot and humid. Yes. Yes. But we're sitting out on a sunroom again. Yes. Listening to the birds and looking at the clouds and. Because I don't want to be in the basement dungeon recording. No, normally we record in the dungeon. We call it the dungeon. We do. Because it's the basement with no windows. Yep. And I don't, no, no windows. And I don't like windowless rooms. I mean, our basement has windows. It has egress windows. Yeah, but the but room the we room. in which we record does not. Right. Well, we've got a new segment today. We do. This is the first time we've ever done anything like this. It is. Uh, so last last full podcast, I don't think we did it. It might have been the last podcast. Last anyway, episode, yes. The last, last full episode. episode yep. Uh, it was a hot take episode. It was. Unpopular opinion episode. Yes. And we said what to the listeners? Give us your feedback. We wanted to hear their thoughts and opinions, which is a very dangerous thing to say. But we have their... I'm sorry. Our daughter is trying to read me, <laughs> show me a sign that she wrote, and I can't see it. And so I was slightly distracted. But she ran away as soon as I said she that. She ran so. away? Yeah. She, like, like ran scampered away, away. out of the house or ran away back towards her room? Back towards her room. Okay. Well, I hope she doesn't run away. Yeah. So anyways. So we have some listener feedback. Yes. Some listeners uh, so graciously uh, texted me. Yes. There are ways to do this on um, Anchor. Yes. But they, they happen to, th- these listeners are friends. Yes. Uh, and they happen to text. So I, I want to share um, with you, Amber, and with our listeners. Yes, because I don't think I've heard all of the feedback. No, in which not. I'm Don't look at them. Sure You're looking at I, the paper. I'm sure I want to provide feedback and a rebuttal. You, no, no rebuttal. This is not a rebuttal <laughs> time. This is a shout out to our listeners who have cared enough to respond to our podcast and Amber's gone. Amber's gone, listeners. Um, I don't know where she went. She just set her mic down and left. So now you get me monologuing for just a little bit. Um, I don't know what to monologue about. Usually I'm not shy uh, with words. Usually words come pretty easily. And she's back. She's walking into the room, picking up her mic right now. I you just, are not leaving this in here, are you? Yes, I had to let the dog out. We're leaving it in. And then oh, my goodness. In about I'm 10 sorry. minutes, you're going to have to let the dog back in. I'm sorry, okay, listeners. Okay, here are some shout-outs to our listeners and some okay. feedbacks on our okay. hot takes. So, first, you said in our Unpopular Opinion episode that you like to eat raw stick margarine. Yes. Um, Naboth, uh, our friend Naboth and our friend Cam... Uh-huh. Uh, shout out to you guys. Um, Cam said that your margarine usage is, quote, concerning. <laughs> um, that's a direct quote. Thanks, Cam, for supplying that for us. I agree. It is, concern- quote, concerning. What's concerning about it? That'll have to be another text. I can't answer <laughs> for Cam. Uh, I think for me it's concerning because it's like straight margarine that feels very unhealthy i didn't say it was healthy i said it was delicious okay and naboth actually sent um simply the word margarine in a text with multiple barfy face emojis 
I have questions. Why? Because I I think I need to do a little um, caveat or a further explanation on this. I feel like you explained it quite well. That you no, I don't think I did. Plain stick margarine. As I was, this I was, is not rebuttal as, time. As I was eating some today. <laughs> 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 this is not rebuttal time. No, I realized I needed to 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 make two things clear. One is it needed to be cold. Cold stick butter. Can't be room temperature. And two, the brand makes a difference. Oh. The brand makes a difference. Which brand do you recommend? I <laughs> I, <laughs> I prefer Imperial. Okay. But like Blue Bonnet is not as good. Okay. And it has to be the stick cannot be out of the tub. Just okay, going to clarify well, that. It's got to be the stick. Nabeth and Cam. Uh, there you go. You got a little I, more details. I, yes. So maybe give it one more try. <laughs> I don't and think they <laughs> tried it. <laughs> I feel like I was it Nabeth that did the barfy. Nabeth did the barfy faces. Yeah. I think maybe he did try it. Maybe. But I, I mean, I feel like maybe. Maybe he needs... Nabeth is very, like, scientific. He, he's very much a try, yeah. get results. Yeah. He, yeah. he may have. But Nabeth and Cam, thanks for responding about the margarine. Um, I agree. It's concerning. But there you go. There's a couple more details if you yeah. want to try it. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, boy. Um, I got another shout out. I got a couple from Cam here. Cam oh. was pretty engaged. But I got one from Mark here. Cam and Mark. Okay. Uh, both, um, both responded very clearly without... Without question, they believe roundabouts are, in fact, amazing. Oh. Uh, Mark, actually, big shout out to you, Mark. Mark's an engineer, knows what he's talking about, understands that there's even a safety aspect to this, where if you get an accident in a roundabout, it's very different than getting T-boned at a, at a cross intersection, right? There's a safety aspect to it. Uh, Mark, big shout out. I, I knew I liked you. Roundabouts are amazing. I, I don't Move think any, yeah no Move rebuttal on. needed because because I want to rebut I want no, to refute no rebuttal you just have to sit sit in the disagreement here oh I'm sitting it's just a warm up for our main segment today <laughs> um so big shout out to Cam and Mark roundabouts uh, another one from Cam uh huh um I have concerns why why are they all disagreeing with me this one is me okay perfect um if you remember I said that I think the Batman the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises and Batman Begins that that Batman trilogy is like the best trilogy of all superhero movies yes Cam yes Cam so graciously um told me that those three movies are not even in the top 10 um, so what did he tell you what his top three were no then? and i didn't ask because oh, i don't see, i don't like, know any know, of those we need to know what what those are too well so, cam you know. if you listen to this send uh send your 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 best superhero movie all right one more shout out here from mark um did, did you have a hot take about whiteies you did didn't you no i think you did was it me yeah that whiteies is the best I don't remember now. One of us I don't did. Know. Mark, big shout out to Mark. Um, he says Whitey's is actually overrated. Uh, that feels like a hot take. That feels like a hot take. Um, I think. I think. Uh, I think it's one of those things. Like you live in Colorado, you get over. You get over the mountain views. You know, like you You're live. You're saying he's been near Whitey's too long, but he's yes. not a Quad City guy. But he's 
he lives in that area, like, where there's a plethora of whiteies. He actually said that he thinks the ice cream that was at Smiley's, if if you're listening to They're this... They're based in, out, of, out of Wisconsin, Madison, they? yeah. Yeah. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a... It's a you like can a, see the cow. Yeah, it's like Some a gourmet, cow. like a yeah. fancy ice cream, but... But we liked Smiley's. Smiley's was good. Smiley's was good. Fun flavors. Yes. You and I talked about this off air that to judge an ice cream, you really have to go by the vanilla. I mean, that's that's the apples to apples comparison. Apples right? to apples. And I think, I, Mark, I'm sorry, man. I love you a lot. Like, you're one of my closest friends. Vanilla is creamier. Just going to say it. But I don't prefer to eat vanilla... On a regular basis. I told you you couldn't rebut, and I just rebutted. You did. So let's end it. Okay. Thanks, Naboth, Cam, and Mark. Big shout out to you for engaging and reaching out. Um, yes. As as always, um, as always, reach out either via anchor or text or whatever. Um, However if, you need to get a hold of us. Yep. We love feedback. So keep it coming, guys. Yes. For those of you that have listened for a while, um, you know that this week is a third week of a full podcast episode, and every third week we do what, Amber? We talk about a current event. A current event, yep. And we, um, there have been some things going on since the last time we did this. A few. A a few. There's a lot happening. Um, And we want to take the opportunity tonight... Uh, Amber, you and I, we've been kind of processing some things together, mm-hmm. but felt like we wanted a little more space and a little more structure to, um, like, to say that we, you know, want to talk about this and we want to share. Uh-huh. There's always a disclaimer, right? Yeah. We, we don't, we don't imagine that anybody listening First, we usually don't imagine anybody's going to listen because this is for us. <laughs> but judging by our feedback, people do listen. <laughs> people do listen and have very strong opinions <laughs> about margarine and roundabouts. Yes. Um, we don't imagine that anybody listening is going to, number one, share our opinion. Right. And number two, change their opinion. Right. We, uh, we have a kind of a value that we hold together as a couple and as a family that we want to engage hard things together. Yep. That... that one of the things that we do as a family or want to do as a family is be able to have hard conversations about things that we may not agree with each other on. Yeah. So we're going to practice that today and maybe just you and I have a conversation. Yeah. So the current event that we're going to talk about tonight, Amber, is the overturning by the Supreme Court of Roe vs. Wade. Yes. Overturning of the constitutional right to an abortion. Right. Do you want to give a little little explanation as to what that decision means? Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I think at a high level, it, it means that the right to an abortion, the, the, the right to the ending of a pregnancy is no longer protected by the Constitution of the United States, meaning at a federal level... This is no longer something that is a protected, right? Uh, a protected act or right. Right. Correct. But at a high level, what that means then is that each state 
gets to make the decision. Right. Whereas right. when this w- when Roe vs. Wade, um, I don't know what year Roe vs. Wade happened. Sixties, seventies. I don't know. Seventies, maybe. I, I feel remember. like the seventies, but know, but, but my I'm not a constitutional lawyer by any stretch. Right. But my understanding is that when something is a constitutional right, then the states cannot. Then no single state can can uh, can make it illegal. Right. Is is that are, is that how you understand I, it? Yeah, that's the way I understand it. In a, in the most broad and basic terms possible. Right. There we know there are lots of nuances and caveats and, um, but that's like the most broad. Yeah. Explanation we can go with at this point. As as non lawyers, as yeah. just a dude uh, just a husband wife here just a dude and a dudette um (laughs) trying to live as faithfully as we can to scripture and to the way of jesus that's how we understand it um now maybe at a high level what's also true is and i'm sure everybody listening knows this but this has been a topic of discussion in the courts for years and years and years and every conservative president elected promises to overturn Roe versus Wade. Right. 1973. 1973. So so for years and years and years the sort of Christian conservative right has been um, lobbying to have this overturned so that abortion is not is no longer legal. Right. to to have performed. Right. And that's where the trouble comes in now, right? Right. Because it is not constitutionally protected, but some states, in fact, still allow, still legally allow abortion. Yeah, so now you have this divide in states where um, they had what they what they called trigger laws that as soon as Roe v. Wade was overturned, then these trigger laws went into effect that um, most of them that I've heard banned abortions mm-hmm. um so as soon as it was overturned these trigger laws went into effect banning anyone's ability to get an abortion carte blanche right um but then there are other states that have not taken that stance and have allowed abortions to continue right at, at various stages yeah so so maybe that's uh, all the like info I want to give cuz I'm sure everybody listening right. has heard a ton of this. Right. Here's a question I want to ask you and I'll answer it too if you want me to, but here's a question. When when you saw the news or heard the news that Roe versus Wade was overturned, what what was your immediate emo- what 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 stirred in you? Um uh, honestly, I kind of went like, oh boy, this, and not a like excited, oh boy, of like, oh boy, this fight's going to continue. This, mm. this fight is not over. This fight is going to get brutal and vicious because one side thinks they won. The other side thinks they're losing. Neither side is going to agree to actually try and see the other side's point of view, which is which is what's been going on, right? Like right. this has been going on since the seventies, right? Um, but I feel like this is just escalating it now, and we already have a really hard time with unity in a time of 
really bad diversity not not diversity um controversy mm-hmm. and um and we're just really struggling to see another person's point of view that's different than ours and so when i first heard it i was like great this is this is going to be another thing another fight another you know that right so you didn't feel this overwhelming moral victory no i didn't um because because there's so many facets to it that i knew um like just because just because you say it's not a constitutional right doesn't make it all go away right Do, you know as as well i'm sure we'll talk about more but there it wasn't this like i don't know i i feel like it was like we're we're going back to pre roe v wade where it's this big fight of of legality and yeah i I was i didn't think oh this is a great moral victory i think there was there's so many pieces to it that i was not overly thrilled to hear it yeah yeah it's really hard right Mm -hmm. i mean I, i think i mean i think we would call ourselves pro life right yeah not not in like in the holistic sense like, right it's that it's the pro-life meaning womb to tomb i've heard that <laughs> womb to tomb. womb right. to tomb like it, yes i i am i am not for abortion as a form of birth control right but i am for life from from start to finish you're talking sick marginalized immigrant yes yes. refugee right right yeah yeah that's really i think that's maybe part of the struggle here is that we use the the term pro-life when maybe we should say anti-abortion anti-abortion right yeah because a lot of the church uh, maybe i should maybe we're going to critique the church a little bit maybe that's okay yeah but maybe maybe what i feel sometimes is that much of the church says we're pro-life and what that means is we vote for a politician that promises to overturn roe versus wade but really you're not pro-life you're anti-abortion right because because you have to you have to scale back a little bit on on pro-life and say okay so you're you know pro-life you're for life and yet oftentimes the ones that are saying they're pro-life are also the ones that are anti uh immigration or you know like they're the biggest pro pro death penalty pro death penalty you know so you it really makes you stop and wonder are are you pro-life or are you just anti-abortion right and and it's i i think it's okay like i think it's actually beneficial to name are you pro-life or are you anti like i think yeah i think that's a very helpful clarification yes agreed so so all that to say is i think we would probably both classify ourselves pro-life and anti-abortion as as form of birth control right because knowing there's a million complexities right right abortion just broad sweeping abortion saying it's wrong and illegal like there's there's too many instances where it's like i'm not sure it's not so black and white it's just not black and white it's not black and white and i think i think we do a disservice to people 
Yeah. If yeah. we s- just broad stroke it and say, well, it you can't get an abortion. Period. Right. End of story. And I think it it it's a little dehumanizing to the people, to the women. Yeah. That have to make these decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a I have a colleague that says oftentimes we look for simple answers to complex questions mm-hmm. and and it feels like overturning roe versus wade and and, and then so like I, I don't have a problem with the church celebrating but but celebrating as if the work is done right like, like when the church when the court overturns it the church celebrates as if the work is done right. that that feels like we're grasping onto a simple answer to a complex question right right that, that maybe feels good because saying it's not a constitutional right doesn't eliminate right the situations in which they are they maybe are needed or they're maybe being considered it doesn't eliminate those situations right and and, and i think that's i mean i think it's important i think as we've listened to voices i mean i don't know about you but I think we've both listened to different voices and, and tried to listen well around mm-hmm. this. And it feels like every voice we listen to says, man, there's a million reasons why you would get quote an abortion. Right. Right. And, and that, that often what the, what the church means, right. What the church means is oftentimes we're talking about this like low percentage of, of women who have abortions because they don't want to carry a, it's birth like you said a form of contraception yeah form of birth control and and i I think i think what's true is i I would agree like that's that's not i feel like that's a really small portion yeah and and i agree i don't i don't love that idea right i but at the same time i think there's probably much bigger things going on in that person's life that they're considering it yeah you know yeah uh, that i wonder how many of them um if their situation you know if whatever situation xyz situation were different what would what would their decisions be yeah and i think this is where i find the most tension in me where like i want to i mean I, I guess i would affirm overturning roe versus wade i think i mean i Again, I we use the phrase like why why do we expect people that don't know Jesus to act like they know Jesus? Right. I I don't know that I expect the government to legislate people to act like they don't or like they do know Jesus and I think I'm okay with overturning Roe versus Wade, but I think where where I feel the most tension is the way that the church celebrates this with with no with no other action to say, right. okay, now what? Now what? Mm-hmm. How do we care for women that have had abortions? How, how do we, how do we get an action to to help help people understand that Scripture shows a life of flourishing and and this this sort of this sort of um, you know th- this this living into an abortion, having an abortion is not in line with the flourishing. Like this is not flourishing, and right? And I, you know, I think that's where my biggest disappointment is that I, I see so much of the church celebrating and like posturing of like, look what we did. Right. Um, but zero, I shouldn't say zero, very few people saying, okay, now it's time to get into action to right. care for the people. Right. Or to up the foster system or to ad- adopt kids or, right. Because c- ostensibly, 
what what so if if overturning Roe vs. Wade has the has the effect that we th- that that the church that's celebrating thinks it's going to happen. There's no more abortions ever. Right. So now, now like, so now wh- all these babies will right. be born. And I'm not saying it's better to have abortions. Right. But I'm saying right. there are consequences. There's consequences, and and what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, our our foster system is not flourishing. Right. Um, and and I. I don't know the the numbers, but I would be interested to know, like, how many of the children that are aborted are aborted because of developmental problems found in the womb. And if those are carried through, yeah, like, is there going to be this increase in medical bills for mom and dad right who can't afford like right. who can maybe make ends meet with a with a healthy yeah baby yeah but you add in this like medical situation that number one they may not even be mentally prepared for right, right. let alone be able to actually physically care for this child so what do, what do you do in that situation right. again i there's so many factors that go into that decision of aborting versus carrying to term. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say, oh, if you had an abortion, that was bad. That was a wrong decision. I don't want to say that because I don't know. Right. I, I have never been in that, that position. Um, but I, I would wonder what, what would what will happen if right yeah um i, I mean I, I think i think i'm willing to say like when when we when when you were pregnant amber with our kids we you know we had the option like every parent like every pregnant woman to to do the tests to see if there are developmental issues and and we chose not to um but but I think I'm willing to say that if, if, if parents do decide to do those tests, if parents do decide to, to know that there's a developmental issue, I, th- I think I'm willing to say it's, it's not my preference to say have an abortion. But, but I, I also think it's my preference that someone, that, that we, the church, need to say, okay, we're going to come alongside you and equip you. We're going to help you cover medical bills right i mean one of the voices we listen to and and i don't know if this was our experience but but one of the voices we listen to right tells a story of you know having a having a baby's really expensive mm-hmm. and um <laughs> what, what was the quote that we heard the other day amber like i followed the rules and i still almost went bankrupt yeah yeah um the healthcare system and the insurance system I'm I'm not advocating for abortions for those cases but but I am I think what I am feeling tension around is (laughs) like we the church have to do something well I think what I've been thinking about is is I think maybe what saddens me is that the church the pro-life movement could have really made an impact whether Roe v. Wade was overturned or not. Yes, that, what a great way to say that. I, I, 
I feel like they could have. Mm-hmm. It's really good. They could have, you know, dug into why are these women getting abortions? Is it for this this medical uh, the the medical financial strain? Is it because you know this myriad of of reasons like what? why didn't we look into the reasons why and say yeah you can get an abortion that's that's your right and let us come alongside you whether it be financial reasons whether it be whatever 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 the situation is why are we not coming alongside these women and saying okay we're gonna we're with you yeah yeah and, and and even if you do get the abortion, we are still with you. Right. Gosh, you just hit on so much there that I feel like I want to talk about. Um, yeah, so if I heard you right, you're saying, what if what if the church or what if the conservative right put as much effort into, like, being a neighbor and, yeah. and loving people as they did trying to overturn this legislation? Yeah, I, I think maybe that's that's kind of where I'm getting is, like... All of the things, all all of this this time and energy and resources that were put in to just try to overturn Roe v. Wade, like if we would have put that towards the root cause, right? The 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 basic reasons as to why women are seeking abortions, then it wouldn't have mattered, right? It, then we, it wouldn't. Who? It doesn't matter if it's you're right. right or not like it doesn't matter if it gets overturned right. because we're addressing those core things whether it's the the paid family leave or yeah, you know yeah. the the financial strain of of simply just having the baby like not even the the infant formula shortages and right. the cost of diapers like just the the medical bill standpoint of having the baby um yeah like what do you okay so i'm gonna play devil's advocate because well i have two questions first one's not devil's advocate first one's serious question why do you what why do you think the church puts more effort and again i'm over i'm critiquing the church a little Mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. why why do you think the church puts more energy and effort and and emphasis on overturning a law than loving and caring for people is this a rhetorical question or do you want me to answer i want you to answer i want i want your opinion because because i think the way you said that is really interesting and i don't know that i've thought about it like that i think some of it is we think it's the path of least resistance If we make it illegal, then our work is done. Right. It's the easiest. It's somebody else's problem now. Yeah. Because we say, oh, see, we, we, you can't go and just willy nilly get this abortion. So we've accomplished it. Yeah. Right. Like it's prohibition, right? It's right. Right. (laughs) It's prohibition all over. Like you make it illegal. Nobody's going to drink. Right. Well, that that's not really going to solve anything. It's yeah. just going to make it worse because of... Yeah, it actually makes it way worse. Because you're hiding it. Right. You know, um, so so I think I think they go, well, it's less messy. 
it's right. it's less messy if I can get someone else to do the work of overturning it then I don't actually have to talk to my neighbor. Right. I don't actually have to interact with the with the woman who is struggling. Yeah. I don't have to actually get my hands dirty with whatever the situation is. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really good. I, I think that's really interesting the way you've kind of posed that. I, I, I wonder... Yeah, I wonder a lot of things about that man I, I i would affirm like it's pretty messy to think about entering into this and mm-hmm. i actually wonder if there's just some really bad theology like i wonder if this all boils down to really bad theology like mm-hmm. how often have we not heard people say you know we we're uh an, an one nation under god and we need to turn from sin and and all that stuff's true or, like there's mm-hmm. scriptural basis but is there is there a bad theology of like if 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 we as a country allow this awful sin to continue, God mm-hmm. will not favor the United States, and we need to do mm. what we can to overturn this sinful law so that we can earn God's favor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this sort of like Christian nationalist, like we, we need to we need to scrub the books of all the bad sinful laws so that God smiles on our country, which is completely ironic if you actually look at the history of the united states right which is a whole nother podcast <laughs> that's yeah. a whole nother discussion but yeah. but, but maybe it, yeah it could be a i mean i definitely I'm sure don't that's a piece of it i don't think anybody is fighting to overturn this or is celebrating this thinking thinking anything but they've done good right like i think the yeah. intentions are positive yeah it just seems really naive yeah i th- i think it's a little tunneled the decision yeah. very tunneled of yeah. uh, not understanding that it's it's not a black and white issue i did i tell you about the youtube ad i saw today mm, yes you did can you i did, share yeah. it with the listener uh-huh. so um, we use a vpn for internet security and uh our vpn thinks that we're in other places right mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get different youtube ads and I watched the YouTube video today, and the YouTube video was from a state. It was a conservative political ad about about people flooding into the state to get abortions because this state legally allowed abortions. So there's people flooding from all over the country into right. this state, and and I think that's probably true. I I think it was dramatized dramatized drama i don't know how to say that i don't know how to say that either but yeah like but i mean i I would be interested to know the numbers (laughs) but i assume that's a i mean we used to cross state lines to buy fireworks yeah people cross state lines for things all All the time time. Mm -hmm. um i i I think that's really interesting i think that poses a lot of questions for me too of like what what then do we expect women that maybe don't have the same means as other women or families like what what situations does that put them in to get there what are they willing to do to get there what are they willing to sacrifice to get to a state that allow i just have a lot of wonderings mm-hmm. a- about unintended unintended consequences and what what then if they can't if they don't have the ability what will they resort to that's right that's right and and if we're truly pro-life we should care about what are they going to yes, do yes we absolutely should care about them 
we should yes. we should care about okay like there will be women who will become desperate yes how are we going to care for those women because they right. can do severe harm to themselves and and we need to care if we say we are pro-life yes if there is a woman that is going to hitch rides or whatever that looks like in 2022 from three or four states away yes i i care about that one we should care about that that person Mm -hmm. um yeah So, so i wonder about that too like what unintended consequences are there right when and and i think i think what's so interesting what i wonder about too um you know the the same sort of demographic politically that that is celebrating this mm-hmm. would also celebrate like small government and states rights you know like constitutionally and the ownership sp- of guns <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> oh boy you just you went there amber but but i think that same group would would have to say constitutionally the states have the right to to make a different law than others right and right. and i I don't know that there's an answer that says, you know, we live in Iowa. I don't, I don't think abortions are legal in Iowa, but right. maybe they're legal in South Dakota right next door. Like, and I don't think anybody that makes the case to overturn Roe versus Wade would say that the state should be able to, or the state should have their right taken away to make their own law. Right. So it's, it gets really muddy. It's really muddy if you actually start looking at it aside from this one right court case right right like if you actually start looking at the nuances and the details and okay like what is the ripple effect of this one decision yeah things get complicated real fast can i play can i ask you a question a devil's advocate question Uh, sure one question so so this is a question we've heard around the church for years Mm mm-hmm well, those women shouldn't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. If if they can't afford to pay the medical bills, mm-hmm. or if they can't take care of even a special needs kid, mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. they just shouldn't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? <laughs> I, I mean, for me, I think back of when we first had a child how unequipped were we we were completely unequipped side note anyway go ahead we were completely unequipped and and i mean our firstborn was relatively healthy we did have some health concerns in his first year that did about bankrupt us correct that that we we struggled financially and overall for the most part he was healthy we had we had some hospital stays etc but i think i think some of it is just you don't even realize right like the the one story of of the person who said i went to my hr and said how much is this baby going to cost me mm-hmm. and they gave me a number and it came and when they actually went through with the baby it came back thousands thousands more than what they were told right well like <laughs> what are you supposed to do like 
in in these couple of instances like you follow the book you you both have good jobs you're fo- and all of a sudden what are you supposed to do like you have this baby that becomes a special needs where it's like you know you one of you has to quit your job because you can't afford private medical care for the child at home so one of you has to quit your job like there's so many factors so many factors and and this is and this is provided that they're in a a financially secure situation to start in right and then you then you have families that for whatever reason right for whatever reason they're not financially secure it it could be they were initially and then they lost a job due to the numerous reasons that people lose their jobs that have that are completely beyond their control right you know like this is just so caveated that we we can't assume that every situation is the exact same and just blanket statement yeah yeah and i think it's super naive and a little bit uh a little bit naive preach preach to say from our ivory tower well you shouldn't just you then you just shouldn't get pregnant yeah i i think i think that that so i asked that as devil's advocate because i don't i don't think that's a I don't think that's a real question to ask. Or I don't think it's, it's a real. It's statement. not. A, it's not a beneficial question to ask. It's not a beneficial or, argument to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah, the, the reality really is question, like, like the, she, she is pregnant. Like if right. if that's the argument we want to make, oftentimes like if if a woman's considering abortion, well she is pregnant. Right. You like, can't go can't back. Can't go history. back. Right. I, I think the other thing is I feel like that argument only touches on the instance where a woman is going to use abortion as birth control. And I just think that's such a small percentage. Right. I think the data shows that that's a small percentage. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for letting me devil's advocate that. Yeah. I, there's so much here. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I sometimes have any, even a hard time just knowing how to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, you mentioned paid leave right Mm um you know the idea of unpaid leave like how many families in america can take any unpaid leave like how many families live paycheck to paycheck well i mean i think back to like when we first had our kid we both worked we both both had great jobs with good insurance and like and i still from a financial standpoint i I could only take like the the eight weeks or whatever before I started getting unpaid. And that was right. because I saved every ounce of vacation I could to help cover that. And we couldn't go unpaid. There was no way. And right. I think there still ended up being a couple of weeks where I didn't get paid. You know what? And, and we had really good jobs yeah. and good insurance. So like... So then you then you start going down this rabbit trail of like so you're you're saying only the wealthy can have a child? Like that doesn't seem that right. just seems really messy. Yeah. And yeah. I mean it even gets into this idea of like younger women don't get hired as much as men because of chance they'll be they'll get pregnant and have to take leave and employers don't want to 
right. cover that. Like it gets into all this stuff. So, you know, if you're a, even if, you know, you're a single mom or even if you're double income, like there's so many factors, right? So many factors, but right. So, so how about this? Again, I feel like maybe we've critiqued the church a little bit and I think that's okay. Well, um, I, I just want to share. So I, um, when I was younger, before we had kids, I would have said I was completely anti-abortion. Yes, overturn Roe v. Wade, ban it altogether. And then I saw, this is so crazy, I saw an episode of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I don't typically watch Grey's Anatomy, but for some reason... The Holy I, Spirit used I, Grey's Anatomy. Oh boy. I watched it, and in this one episode, there was a mom who was who found out that she was very ill. I, I don't remember what exactly the, the illness was. Very ill. And at the same time, they found out she was actually pregnant. And they said, you essentially have two choices. You either carry the baby to term and die because of this illness, or you terminate the pregnancy, get the treatment, and live. And I went, oh... Oh, this isn't as black and white as I thought. And it really made me stop and go, if I were that person, what would I do? You know, like, would I, would I carry this baby to term knowing I'm, the chances of me surviving are essentially nothing. Can God do it? Absolutely. But you also have to make this decision, right? Like... And, you know, you leave the child with dad and hope for the best. Do you turn, you know, like, it just made me stop and realize, like, oh, it's not as yeah simple. Yeah. The, the, I'm, I'm sure statistically there are situations like that that get called abortions. Yeah. That, well, it would be, it would be considered an yeah, abortion. Yeah. Th- th- that are not typically what we mean right right like yeah right it's just super hard it's super complex and it's just it's not as black and white as we want to make it and and maybe that's maybe that's the outcome we desire maybe that's the outcome i desire is what if what if we the church what if those of us that are claiming to try to faithfully follow jesus what what if we were to approach this and say man i don't know like this is complex Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and instead of like knee jerking to say Oh man, we have to outlaw this immediately. What what if we just said, "Hmm, I wonder about this. Mm-hmm. I wonder what I don't know about this." I wonder what I don't know about this and there are women around us yeah. that we need to just walk with. Right. Whatever their decision is, right. just walk with them. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of running low on time, but but you you and I, well, you you mentioned the other day that the statistics that show when a Republican is in office or when the, a Republican um, or the Republicans have control of, mm-hmm. of the, the, I don't know, I'm not political. <laughs> when Republicans have control of the government, um, abortion rates actually go up. And when Democrats have control, um, the abortion rates actually go down, mm-hmm. which is super interesting. Mm-hmm. I wish we had more time to unpack that a little bit, but mm-hmm. I'm going to ask one last question. Mm-hmm disciple of jesus as a, a a woman who hopes to see the flourishing of her community mm-hmm. what what do you hope for next 
So this log gets overturned. What, what do you, what do you hope for? I mean, in a in a utopia, I would say that both sides got together and said, "Okay, now what? Can we, how can we work together? Can both sides sit down and say, "Hey, okay, we this is overturned, and we realize that there are women out there that need our help." The like I I would love to see the pro life movement take on the actual needs of the women that need or are seeking abortions for whatever reason and 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 work with the other side of the pro-choice movement and say okay we are clearly at odds what how do we bridge this gap because we need to unify we don't have to be of the same same opinion but we we all want the flourishing of people yeah and yeah 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 i really hope i'm not gonna lie i've been pretty i I think disappointed is maybe the right word Mm -hmm. i've been disappointed at the posture of some of the church that it just it feels like there's this celebration of like oh we did this thing and now we're done Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i just really hope i hope that we the church can can stand in that gap and say hmm yeah now what i think is what you said right Mm -hmm. now what like knowing that there are still states that do abortions which again the state gets to do how, how do we how do we actually prevent abortions and care for women and families right right great a law got overturned awesome now now what now what like now the i think the work probably just actually just begins right and i i hope the church's posture goes from the work is done to the work is beginning right yeah Hmm. well thanks amber there's a lot more like we didn't even get to talk about i mean we talked on our bike ride today a little bit about like contraception in schools and right yeah oh my gosh there's so many things to talk about and i wish we could get to all of them but right we can't yeah Yeah. thanks for engaging hard stuff with me amber yeah here we are again Mm -hmm. at the end of our podcast yes after a difficult conversation (laughs) yeah it wasn't that difficult. It wasn't that difficult. Um, let's uh, do a little what you're reading. Okay. Amber, what yeah. you're reading? I, um, well, I I just finished a book, but I'm going <laughs> to let you. Yes, I get it. You get the book. Um, I actually finished two books, but I think we already talked about the one book. Um, so I'm going to do a what you listening to. Okay. Um, so you and I actually listened to this podcast together. We did. Um, With the kids. With the kids, we were uh, in the car for a number of hours, and so we listened to Luck, which um, is actually part of a bigger podcast. Um, yeah, what's it called? What's the uh, the Athletic Football Show? Yeah, um, but they did a was it six episodes? Six episodes of um, looking into Andrew Luck and um, kind of his his rise as a quarterback for the Colts 
and his abrupt retirement and kind of looking into that whole story. And that was, it was really super interesting. I can't say that we are typically big NFL <laughs> followers. I mean, I knew Andrew, I'd heard of Andrew Luck and, you know, watched him play or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was super interesting to hear kind of th- that background of, of his story and kind of how he retired and just kind of melded out of the limelight and yeah to hear hear that story so yeah super good i would go a step further and say we are absolutely not football fans you you (laughs) said you said not really football fan i would say we are absolutely not football fans i mean we we have watched football we (laughs) we're it's been a long time we went we went to a game last fall well, going to a local college game is a little different than saying we're football fans. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. Great story. Yes. Great story. Yes. So it's called Luck. It's on Spotify. Worth a listen. Worth a listen, Dude's yeah. Dude's a character. Yeah. I didn't know he was such a character. I didn't either. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know how, like, his personality at all. I had no idea. No. No. It's worth a listen. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. So, Kurt. What you reading? I'm reading a book that you just finished today in one day. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I'm reading, I'm in the act of reading, a book called Wild Night by Patrick Lee. Yes. Uh, regular listeners of the podcast would know that Patrick Lee is uh, one of my favorite authors. Yes, I believe he came up in our episode of the, like, our five favorite five. things or whatever. Yeah. Our top five. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick Lee is one of my favorite authors. He's a fiction author. He's an action author. Um, yep. We, you and I, have both read two trilogies written by him. Mm-hmm. M- maybe more than once we've read these. Mm-hmm. I know that I've read them more than once. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing books. This book, Wild Night, is actually written for. Would you say like early teens and teens? Yeah, the, the juvenile. I'd say like middle school. Middle school. Middle yeah. school age. Yeah. Um, so, so we, <laughs> I got this alert on Amazon. Amazon knows me, of course, because Big course. Brother knows, Jeff Bezos knows oh all boy. of us. Um, we just got pinged for this. Yeah. So Amazon said, hey, you've bought these Patrick Lee books. Patrick Lee has a new book out. And I was like, yes. And I fist pumped in the air. And then I looked at it and it was a, it was a, like a middle, like a kid's, like a youth book. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll order it for Cooper. Mm-hmm. Um, our, for our son and um i thought well i'll read it and then i'll pass it on to him honestly like it's every bit as good it's a good book it is clearly a patrick lee book like mm-hmm. the the plot the writing it's it's all what we love about patrick lee mm-hmm. um i can't wait to finish it and i can't wait to give it to my son yeah so uh the main character is 12 yes so just yes. to give you an idea of what we're talking about like age wise like the main character is 12 years old very good book so but yes it is a very good book any listeners with middle school age kids it is a must read they will love it yeah there are scenes that i'm reading in this book amber and i know what's gonna happen like i know what's gonna happen and and i still am entertained do you well there's one (laughs) scene that finishes like i've read the conclusion of the scene (laughs) and i still find it entertaining because he writs so well yeah yeah, Wild Night good. by Patrick Lee. Yeah. Check it out. 
All right, that's it, Amber. That's it. Thanks, uh, thanks for doing this. What a what a cool night to sit out here and yeah, listen to your favorite noise. What's your favorite noise? Cicadas. 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 It's that kind of night tonight. So it is. Thanks for sitting out here with me. Yeah. Until next time. Until next time. The Date Night Podcast was written and presented by Amber and Kurt. Produced by Kurt and Amber. Intro music and interlude selected by Amber and Kurt. Editing by Kurt and Amber. Logo and thumbnail created by Amber and Kurt. Research and fact-checking done by Kurt and Amber. This has been a production of Amber and Kurt.